You are listening to the Marriage Mindset Podcast with Heather Flake, episode number 46, Kindergarten and Acting Out. Hey, did you know that it's not your spouse's job to make you happy? That's your job. I'm Heather Flake, a certified life coach and member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I'm here to show you how to change your mind so you can change your marriage. You ready? Let's go. You. You guys, hi! Oh my heck, I'm so stoked to be back. I'm so excited to be here recording podcasts once again, but I'm not gonna lie, intermission was a beautiful, beautiful thing for me. So I took intermission and then it was summer. We do a modified year-round school schedule where I live here in Arizona, and so my kids had six weeks off, and I just made this conscious decision that I was just gonna take summer off. I have an amazing group of clients and so I've been coaching them, but that's it. I haven't been on social media, I haven't been doing my emails, I haven't been podcasting, and I have just really enjoyed being with my kids and being present and not being worried about posting and emailing and podcasting and all these things that I love, but I noticed myself getting into this energy of feeling like I had to do all of these things and I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to do them. And then the things I was producing, I didn't really like and it wasn't in the energy and it wasn't the message that I was wanting to share. So it was a beautiful thing for me to just take a break and give myself permission to pause and to come back into it. And now I feel very refreshed and ready and excited to jump back in. I'm so glad you are here. Hope you enjoy these episodes. You can I'm um, looking forward to Mondays again because Marriage Mindset is coming for you. One thing about podcasting that is really challenging for me is y'all can't see my face. And I talk so much with my face. When I'm talking, I rely on my face to really get my message across. And y'all can't see my face and you can't see my arms that are, you know, flying through the air and doing all the things. So it's a challenge, but it's good for me. So I'm trying to learn how to put more animation and emotion into my voice because I feel like when I go back and listen to my podcast, I'm like, baby girl, were you grumpy? You sound weird. But I realize it's because you you can't see me. And when I talk, I'm very like expressive and I use my eyes and my hands to really get my message across. So podcasting is hard for me, but I love it and I'm happy to be here. Okay. So today's episode comes to you from the experience I had with sending my oldest to kindergarten. So she now goes to all day kindergarten every day. And I just went through a really interesting process that I wanted to share for a couple of reasons. A, I wanna share it to help you parents, mainly you mamas that are sending your kids off to school here in the next few weeks. I think this, what I'm gonna share with you can be really helpful. And then I also wanted to share it because even if you don't have kids and you're not sending your kids to school, there's a principle in here about acting out, about feeling your emotions, about tapping into what's going on with you that I think is super important and it applies to everyone that's a human. So I hope that you'll find this episode useful. If you do, share it with your friends. I would love it if you would help me spread the word of this podcast. That'd be amazing. Okay, so we're going to start with story time. I mean, we are talking about kindergarten, so I don't think anything's more appropriate than a little story, right? Honestly, I know this is going to sound really dramatic and that's fine. I tend to be dramatic sometimes. I have been dreading sending Lily to kindergarten since for a long time, okay? I honestly have always told people and I have hoped and prayed that Jesus would come before July 19th, 2023, so I wouldn't have to send my baby girl to kindergarten. And there's lots of reasons for that that I'm not going to dive into. You can imagine. 
But I always have just been so resistant and so sad about sending Lily to kindergarten. Last week, I noticed that I was just off. I noticed that I was just acting out in kind of odd ways. One of the things I noticed is that I was very disconnected from Devin and I was short with him. Like, I just feel like he was just bugging me. Like, I just wanted to be by myself a lot. I was kind of short with my kids. I also noticed that I was wanting to snack, wanting nothing. I was wanting to snack a lot more and I was just snacking more than is regular for me. Like I just want, wanted to eat all the things all the times. I also noticed that I just, I just felt this heaviness and I did. I just wanted to be alone. I didn't really want to chat with people. I just didn't feel like I had a lot of bandwidth to do my life and I didn't feel a lot of joy. It was, it was just weird. I was just super off. Finally, one day I decided, Heather, you need to figure out what the heck is going on with you and why you are acting out. Like we need to get to the bottom of this. So here's what I did. I came into my bedroom and I sat down, my feet were on the floor. I closed my eyes and I just tapped into my body and I said, baby girl, what are you feeling? Like what's going on for you? And I just would ask myself, okay, what's like I did. I just closed my eyes and I say, what's going on for you? What do you feel? And I started to just feel, and I was like, you know, I feel heartbroken and I feel a lot of tightness in my stomach. I feel like I have butterflies flying around in there. And then I felt just like this tension in my shoulders and my neck and my head was buzzing. Anyways, these are some of the sensations I was feeling in my body. And this is exactly what I was doing on purpose. I was tapping into my body, trying to understand what emotion I was experiencing and as I tapped into my body and I was recognizing, you know, like the butterflies in my stomach, the tension in my neck and shoulders, I could identify what I was feeling as heartbreak. I was heartbroken. And I just felt this for a while. When I say a while, I mean like maybe five minutes, okay? And I was just breathing and I told myself, yep, this is normal. Just keep feeling it. Let it be there. You don't need to run away. You don't need to solve for it. Just, just experience this heartbreak right now. Really be present with what it's like to be you in your body right now. So I did that and then I opened my eyes and I pulled up my thought download and I started writing and I started writing as to why I felt heartbroken. And at the beginning of this thought download, some things came up, but then the good stuff really came out. The good stuff meaning or being, oh, the reason I feel this heartbreak and it came out that it, I was dreading sending Lily to kindergarten. And my whole story was that I was losing her. And that's why I felt heartbroken. And again, I know this out, might sound really dramatic, but for me, the theme of my story and my belief and my main thought was I am losing her. I'm losing time with her. I'm losing how much control I have over her. I'm losing the amount of influence I have. I'm losing just precious time. I'm losing her innocence. Like there, it was, it was connected to so many things, but that idea and that belief was causing me just so much heartache. And so I just sat there and I was sobbing and I was just writing and I kept asking myself, what else, what else are you thinking? What else are you making Lily starting kindergarten mean for you? Like, what is this about? And I just wrote until I felt like it was kind of all out of me. And I did, I just, I had a really good cry session and I got it all out. And then strangely enough, you guys, I felt so much better, except for my crying headache, but nothing a little ibuprofen can't fix, right? 
But after I did that, I was just like, oh, I can breathe again. I can do my life. Because also when I was writing, I I wrote down, I don't want to see the good. I am not open to any of the goodness that is obviously inevitably available to me. I just was like, no, I don't want to see the perks of Lily starting kindergarten. And I wasn't able to see them. But after I felt my feelings and I did this thought download, all of a sudden I was way more open to learning about kindergarten, to being open to feeling something else other than heartbreak, to seeing other options. In fact, that same afternoon, I actually pulled up the handbook to my daughter's school and I started reading. And like y'all know, handbooks are freaking long. Like this thing is over 100 pages and never would I ever read something like this. I'm just like, yeah, nobody got time for that. I'll sign the bottom. Have a good day. Take care. But no, I like find myself going through and reading the handbook and it was actually like really helpful and kind of healing for me. So I'm reading the handbook. And then this other amazing tender mercy came to me. I thought that school was from 8.30 to 3.30. And I have this whole story about how that is just so stupid and it's way too long and what in the Sam Hiller five-year-old's doing at school for 8 million hours. I just don't understand why it's necessary, you know? Anyways, I'm looking through the schedule and this amazing thing happens. I'm reading the schedule and it says kindergartners get released at 2.55. <laughs> so y'all better believe that that was just a huge tender mercy. And I was like, okay, okay, that's 35 minutes less than I was thinking. That's a bright spot. Okay, this is getting better. And then I also remember writing and being worried, like, what are Brooksy and I going to do all day together? Like, we both are just so used to having Lily here in this routine and we're just this little team. And, and now one of our team members is gone. Like, what is that going to look like? And I remember that same afternoon after I had done my thought download and processed some of my feelings, Brooksy and I just had a really sweet afternoon together. Lily was playing with one of her little friends And Brooks and I just spent a lot of intentional time together just playing and it was so fun. And that again was another little tender mercy of like, Heather, you're going to be okay. This is, this might actually even be good. You're going to be fine. So a few things I want to mention and a few skills or principles that I want to apply to you and how these things, doing these things can help you in your own life. All right, you ready? The main one is this. When you notice that you are acting up or you're just off, If you can feel your feelings and understand yourself and understand your pain, all of the sudden you're going to open up. You're going to see other options that are available to you. You're going to be able to believe and think new things that you like. That's just exactly what happened for me. After I did this, I was able to see some of the good things about kindergarten. I was able to let Lily actually go to kindergarten without needing any weed gummies or a morphine drip. It just, it changed the whole experience. Fast forward to when I actually dropped off Lily at kindergarten. You guys, I was okay. I was so proud of me. I was like, I was such a brave mommy. Devin and I were able to take her in there and drop her off. And I didn't shed a tear until I left. Like she didn't, she did not see me cry. And here's the thing. It would have been fine had she seen her mom cry. She's seen her mom cry a million times. She'll see it a million times more. But I was just able to be there for her and encourage her and be excited with her. And then, you know, as soon as I walked out of the door, I shed a few tears. But I wasn't this sobbing, uncontrollable mess like I was last year when I dropped her off for preschool. So it just helped me to have a way better experience, a totally different perspective, because I had already touched base with myself. I understood what I was feeling and why I was feeling that. And I was able to change the narrative 
so that I could feel differently and experience some of the amazing things that were going on around me. So briefly, I just wanna share with you how you can do these things. So step number one is just when you notice that you are off. And for me, this comes up when I notice just some of my actions. Just like I said at the beginning, I noticed I was being super disconnected to Devin. Like I didn't really wanna talk to him. When we'd go to bed at night, I would just roll over instead of snuggling with him. Like just little little subtle things that are not normal for me, right? I just noticed I was off in little ways. So that's kind of like a red flag to me. Whenever I notice myself doing things that are kind of abnormal for me, or I don't like the way I'm acting, or I'm just being extra grumpy or snarky, like I'm always snarky, but I'm talking about extra snarkiness. When I notice that I'm off, my that sends a signal to me of like, hey, you need to tap into you and figure out what's going on. Like you need to give yourself a timeout, okay? Just like we do with our toddlers. Whenever my kids are feeling lots of emotion and they're inconsolable, they just know to go to their room. Not, not because they're in trouble, but they, like my five-year-old will naturally just take herself to her room and fill it out and just like kind of regulate herself and then come back. It's that same thing. Just because you're an adult does not mean you do not need a timeout. I think we need more timeouts actually as adults. Decide to give yourself a timeout and to figure out what's going on, to just address what you're feeling. So step one, you notice you're off. Step two, you give yourself a timeout. Step three, what do you do in that timeout? Timeout looks like you sit your butt down in a chair and you just feel, you tap into your body. You ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? I do this work with my clients and sometimes they'll tell you to me, oh, Heather, I, I don't know. There's just so many things. And I'm just like, listen, take a deep breath. Let there be silence and go into your body. And sometimes they'll start to describe what they're feeling in their body. And then the emotion will come to the surface. So you want to label what it is that you're feeling. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling discouraged. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling rejected, whatever it is. You don't have your phone by you. There's no music on. There's no distractions. And you just feel. I have a little worksheet that asks some questions. So if this just feels really foreign or hard for you, or you're like, I don't know what the freak I'm supposed to be doing to feel my emotions, you can send me a message and I'll send you this little worksheet that's really helpful. Because sometimes there's a misconception that feeling your feelings equals crying. That's not necessarily true. You can cry without actually processing an emotion. Now, a lot of the times crying does come in to processing emotion, but it's it's not the only indicator that you are doing that. Does that make sense? I, I actually would say crying is not an indication that you are feeling your emotion or you're processing emotion. So processing, feeling your emotions is actually a process, but you do, you just sit there and you try to actually turn your brain off for a second and you just get really intentional. You feel what's going on in your body. You see, is it moving? Is it stagnant? Is it hard? Is it soft? Is there a color associated with it? That kind of thing. And you just breathe and you just breathe in and out and you just tell yourself, let's go there. If you're, if you feel like there's a knot in your stomach and it's twisty and it's uncomfortable, go there, feel it, breathe it in, welcome it. Don't run away from it. Don't eat an Oreo. You just feel the emotion. And then very naturally, you guys, you will feel this emotion just naturally release and leave your body. So after that has happened, and I'm telling you, this can be like a max five minute process. It doesn't have to be something that's long. So after you've allowed the emotion to be there and you've felt it and you've processed it and it has naturally left your body, the next thing you wanna do, step five, is to capture your thoughts and what's going on for you in your brain. So you wanna identify these thoughts in your head that are creating this feeling for you. So for an example, if you'll remember, when I tapped into my body, I was feeling heartbroken 
And then I started asking myself once I was done feeling and I was writing, I was like, okay, Heather, like, why are we feeling this? And it was all those thoughts of I'm losing her. I'm losing time. I'm losing control. I'm losing influence. All of those thoughts in my brain were creating that feeling of heartbreak in my body. Now, here's the great thing. You do not need to change your thoughts at all. Okay, just getting these thoughts out of your head and out of you and on paper and in front of you is enough to change your feelings and your behavior and your perspective and even your beliefs. Simply because you have addressed them and simply because you are aware of them, you've validated them. You've told yourself, hey, I understand how you feel. I see you. I hear you. And now I get why you're acting the way you're acting It's because you're feeling this feeling and you're feeling that feeling because of what you're thinking and this story that's in your head right now. But once you do this process, all of the sudden the sky opens up and you can see what else is available to you. Now, sometimes you will just naturally or intentionally choose. Yeah. Like, like for me, like I, I feel like I just had tender mercies take place in the same day after this experience that helped me to see more positive sides of kindergarten. And that may not always be the case. Doing this exercise does naturally allow other doors that will open to you and you just get to decide, okay, do do I want to go through this door? And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're like, you know what? No, I just want to sit in heartbreak for a while. I just want to be heartbroken, but at least now I recognize why I'm feeling that way. And I know it's not my husband's fault or the kindergarten teacher's fault or the government's fault, whatever. You can recognize like, hey, I understand that I'm feeling this way because of what I'm thinking and I'm not ready to change it or to give it up or to believe something different, but just owning that understanding for yourself is huge. And I think it's really important to have compassion for yourself, right? To just be a gentle friend to you as you go through this process. I wanna just tell you that your feelings matter and your feelings are valid and they are always trying to tell you something. Anytime we take action in our life, it's always driven by a feeling. So if you're acting out, if you're not liking the way that you're acting or if you want to act in a different way and it's feeling really hard, you wanna tap into the emotion that's being driven right? The, the emotion that is driving the action. So once you can feel that emotion and process it, you can find the thoughts that are creating that emotion for you. And then it's just going to open everything else up for you. It's a really amazing process to take yourself through and just try it. You guys, it might feel clunky and weird. Maybe you've never done this before, but just be willing to give yourself a chance. In a nutshell, I just want you to give yourself a time out And ask yourself, hey, what are we feeling right now? What's going on for us? What are we thinking? And then you'll be like, oh, no wonder I'm acting like a toad today. Or no wonder this is feeling so intense for me, right? You can just, you can have more understanding for yourself. And once you have that understanding for you, other options present themselves. And I think that's just a beautiful gift to give yourself. So whether it's sending your kids to school or it's trying to create something new in your relationship, in your marriage, or with your in-laws, or your children, just know that it's completely available to you. And the way to get there is just by accepting where you are and acknowledging where where you are, letting it be there, understanding why it's there. Doing this process will give you so much more awareness. So I'm just gonna give you these steps one more time. Step number one is you just notice. You notice you're off. So step two is you decide to give yourself a timeout. Step three, you sit down and you allow this emotion, you process it, you let it move through your body. Step four, you just let that emotion do its thing. It will ebb and flow until it naturally goes. 
And then step five, you want to do a thought download. You want to capture your thoughts and what's going on for you and identify what things you're thinking that are creating this feeling for you. And then after doing that, A, you're going to feel like you lost 150 pounds. B, you will see new things that are available to you. And I promise you, you're just going to feel better. And it's such an amazing thing to do. It's not normally what we do. Normally, we just eat our feelings down or Facebook them down or yell at someone and take it out on them. But this is what we call emotional adulthood. This is us being responsible for our feelings. It's us taking 100% ownership of ourselves. And that is a beautiful thing to do. And it will change your life. All right, my friends, I hope this podcast episode is helpful. Like I said, if you need help or if you have some questions or this feels confusing to you or you want the guide on how to process emotion, send me a message at heather at heatherflakecoaching.com. You can find me on Instagram, send me a DM. I would love to help you out. And I hope you guys have a gorgeous rest of your week. We'll see you here next time. Take care.